Hey, Chad, you want to watch a movie? Yeah. Uh, how about... No, 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 not, not again. Uh, okay, uh, what about... I just saw that last week. Okay, oh, I got it. Wait. You want me to watch what? So, what'd you think of The Comedy of Terrors? Well, if ever there was a movie that made me want to be a mortician, this ain't it. But it was fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, welcome to You Want Me to Watch What, where Chad and I recommend movies to the other one that the other one hasn't seen. Because that's what friends do. Ah, <laughs> uh, so this month... We are talking, this week, rather, we are talking about the 1963 Vincent Price, Boris Karloff, Basil Rathbone, <laughs> Peter Lorre film, The Comedy <laughs> of Terrors. You can't, can't really get a better, better group of uh, British actors there. No. Which is funny because Vincent Price isn't British. No, he's American. He is American. Born in St. Louis, Missouri. And for that matter, so is Peter Lorre. You you can't get a better casting of casting of people, yeah. Casting of you know quote unquote horror suspense people, and so, one Joe Brown, and one Joe Brown, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I will ask your opinion on it after I kind of fill the listeners in. Right on. So in the New England town of New Galad. During the 19th century, we are introduced to Waldo Turnbull, played by Vincent Price. He runs a funeral parlor as his side job. His main job is being drunk. Uh, he acquired the business from his former partner, uh, Amos, uh, Amos, and he is unhappily married to Amos's daughter. In his services is Felix, who is a fugitive... Uh, picklock, you know, thief kind of thing. And together they run this funeral home quite badly. In fact, the one of the running gags in the movie is to save money, they use the same coffin. Like, they will carry the deceased to the funeral, place it in the ground, the family says their goodbyes, they leave, they pick up the coffin, the bottom opens up, the body falls in, and then they walk away with the empty coffin. <laughs> um, business is running very, very thin. They couldn't catch a cold <laughs> rather than a client. You know, it's just, it's very, very poor. And so Turnbull decides, well, what if we start making our own clientele? And so they go about murdering wealthy clients to increase their business. They'll sneak in, they'll poison the the victim who's already sick. Let's 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 be let's be honest. They're not going after young, healthy, virile rich people. And then they'll lie and wait waiting for the call to come in and then they rush to the to the estate to do their job. During all of this we see that Amos is becoming a little bit more senile in his old age. His daughter, Amaryllis, doesn't really like being married to Turnbull. 
But it feels it's like she has no choice. You know, they got married. They're together. They're taking care of her father. That's the important thing. Felix has an unrequited love for Amerilis, and she tr- he treats her like a princess. And she knows. Mm. She knows this. And probably if things had been different, she would be with him. Well, business starts to pick up a little bit, and Turnbull wastes his money on alcohol and things just kind of stay status quo. They're threatened with eviction by their landlord, John Black, for overdue rent, and Turnbull decides, well, we're just going to make him one of our next clients. So they set about to murder him and charge the family with this elaborate funeral service, exorbitant. And they... They take the body, they go back, they go back to the house to collect payment to to find out that um, Black's trophy wife has absconded with everything and there's nobody to pay the fees. She left town before the body was cold. Turns out Black isn't really dead. He was just unconscious. He had a thing. He had a thing. He suffers from uh, catalepsy, which means... He just randomly, when he's shocked, will fall unconscious. Mm -hmm. So he's not dead. He's laying in the mortuary, and the cat that runs around the funeral home, Cleopatra, wakes him up because Black's allergic to cats. (laughs) So beautiful. Turnbull notices this. They try and stop him from escaping. He gets kind of stressed and shocked again. (laughs) Tremble. (laughs) And falls unconscious again. And is buried alive. And and they're going to just bury him in the family crypt. And going to have to get a new coffin and everything. Yep. The movie kind of comes to its head when... After all of this, Amerilis decides, you know what, I'm done. And she and Felix leave, leaving Tremble with um, the father. And he's drunk on the floor and in a stupor. And throughout the movie, Trumbull has been trying <laughs> to give um, Amos medicine which is really just poison labeled so labeled yeah poison so uh, <laughs> poison so as trumbull is on the floor in kind of a stupor half awake amos sees him and goes oh you need your medicine poisons him <laughs> and wanders off to do his thing trumbull dies after realizing what's happened and we cut and cleopatra walks over to black Whose allergies awaken him. Credits. Yep. This is one of those just star-studded movies, low budget, but very, very fun to watch. It's silly. It's campy. And I I didn't, because I'd never seen our previous movie, I didn't realize both of these movies were going to be about... Funerals and grave robbing and mm. all that sorts of thing. I'm like, oh, well, this is a nice pairing. 
I I am a sucker for anything with Vincent Price in it. I have mm-hmm. been practically all my life. And the addition of Boris Karloff just made everything so much better, in my opinion. Um, so tell me your thoughts about the movie. So <laughs> I have seen this cast together before. And I didn't realize it until about three-fourths of the way through. So... There's a movie called Tales of Terror. I don't know if you've okay. heard of this. I, I don't think so, no. Tales of Terror. It comes out, came out basically the year before this. But it is Vincent Price and Peter Lorre and Bavel Rathbone. Bavel Rathbone, you know, in this Edgar Allan Poe kind of thing where you get three stories. Um, where uh, Vincent Price is the narrator and he's also in all three stories. And so when I first saw it, when I saw Peter Laurie and Basil Rat or uh, Peter Laurie and uh, Vincent Price together there at the beginning at the, at the funeral, I thought, Oh, this is another, another one of those. I know that it said comedy right in the title. But I was expecting comedy in more the Shakespearean sense, ah. where it would just be a light-hearted. <clears throat> I was not expecting to laugh. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to go, whoa, you know, <laughs> which it, it's a technical term. It, very anyway, it, it, is. Um, it is when they go to leave and just dump the body and then hurriedly put it back into the hearse. I'm just like, ah, ah, ah. Oh, oh, can Vincent Price do comedy? I'm about, oh, yes. I'm about to find out. I'm about to find out. Peter Lorre, I've been a fan of Peter Lorre's stuff for, God, forever. I mean, he, he's been in so much, you know, of the kind of overacting type things that I enjoy. Um, but this is what... I was not expecting to laugh as much as I did, and I'm glad that you recommended it. It's just, it hit exactly the right time to be able to be like, yes, yes, this is the kind of humor I need. Something that is occasionally problematic, and yet still somehow innocent. Like, it's hard to, hard to, really navigate that line but it's like it it works out so the humor that is supposed to arise from uh trumbull and, or turnbull and his wife amaryllis mm-hmm. it it's not strictly funny no you know because i think it's because he's first a dramatic actor and so it comes out just a little bit too realistic and then something happens and it just goes sideways. It's like, okay. All right. All right. I get it. I get it. <laughs> the, um, after they, so after they kill the, the shipping magnate and, you know, they, then they try to go back to get the, the widow and everything's gone. There's this one line that Vincent Price says, and he says, whatever happened to morality? 
<laughs> and and I know because I watched it twice because the first time I was safe and warm and I fell asleep, but then I went back and rewatched the whole movie. But that scene in its context of he has just literally killed this man and has then gone out of his way to try to fleece the grieving widow. And yet he has the audacity. Yes. <laughs> the jokes like that are what make this for me. Not the, not the sly winking to the camera, pulling the poison out of his hand is like, do you need your medicine? You know, that's funny too, but it's that smart stuff uh-huh. that just makes the movie, makes it. So, um, funnily enough, Karloff, um, Price, and Lori did another movie together mm-hmm. called The Raven. Oh, yeah, very, I've seen very. That. Very loosely based on Edgar Allan Poe's poem, mm-hmm. but it's also a, a gothic horror comedy. It's not meant to be taken very seriously. Also includes Jack Nicholson. Huh. Hmm. So, yeah. It came out just a couple of years prior. Not to be confused with the 1935 The Raven starring Bella Lugosi and Boris Karloff. <laughs> well, and if you but, like Vincent Price, you can find him in most of the stuff that Corman did with Poe. So you can find him in House of Usher as well. Yeah, there's a there's like an eight movie yeah. quote unquote Corman Poe selection. So yeah, very I they're all really good in various different ways. Some of them are more dramatic. Mm-hmm. You know, very you know, very adhering to what Poe's works were. Others are loosely based on and they're having more fun with it. But back to the comedy of terrors. It is just one of those where it is. It is not scary. No, it is funnier than it probably should be. Largely unproblematic. Given, you know, an an early sixties film. Like I said, Um, it's, it's not strictly funny. And yet, and yet, um, so, if if you're in the mood for something silly yet slightly atmospheric, because the whole movie has this kind of dark tone to it, mm-hmm. given the substance, but it is not inherently scary, it, definitely not gory. So if you just like something fun to put on during spooky season, or really any time for that matter, this is, uh, I highly recommend this. Oh. It's, it's absolutely a see it for me. Oh yeah, highly recommend it. I mean, one, you have giants of the craft, you know, in the cast, which we've mentioned at least twice. Yes. And you've got a story that the plot is simple, but because it is well told, it doesn't matter. You know, the plot of Deadpool is simple, but, (laughs) you know, but if it's well told, you don't really care, you know. True. There, there's, there's 3,000 ways of telling the story of the three little pigs. If you do a good job of it, it doesn't matter. It's going to be good. Yeah. This is, it's a good movie that did a good job telling a simple and funny story. Mm-hmm. Highly, highly recommend. See it from me. All right. Well, 
that's a see it from me and a see it from Chad. Um, thanks for joining us. And Chad, I think it's your turn. I got an idea. Meet popsicles? Why don't you grab your multipass, a drink, and come sit with us? Let's pick each other's brain. We want you to be part of our intimate conversation about science fiction topics. Let's do this. Join us and let's talk about science fiction topics in books, movies, TV shows, and games. At Science Fiction Remnant, you are invited to listen in. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget your multipass. Pass.